Hola, everybody. Welcome to the Unicorn Millionaire Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Stover. I'm a non-binary Latinx money coach helping my first-gen clients become millionaires. I'm a formerly undocumented Mexican-American and currently digital nomad traveling all over the world. And I'm super excited to have you here along with me on my journey. I talk about personal finance, money mindset, working, unicorns, rainbows, you name it. We're here, we're queer, and we are going to build wealth for ourselves and our communities. Hi, Kat. Thank you for joining the Unicorn Millionaire podcast. I'm super excited to have you today. I am so excited to be here. You know, I love you so, so much. And I'm so honored I get to be on your podcast. This is right. so cool. Full circle moment. So for those of you who don't know, Kat has been my business coach since like COVID, since 2021. And uh, she's, she's coached me when I first started my business back when I decided to stop charging people on Venmo and shift from one-off coaching to starting a group program. And I'm currently in her business coaching mastermind. So could you please introduce yourself and what you do? Yeah. So my name is Catalina del Carmen. I go by Cat del Carmen on most like social places on Instagram with a C, like the island. Hey. <laughs> um, I am born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area. I was born in San Francisco to my mom, who's um, a Guatemalan immigrant. She was a single mom as soon as I was born. So, and we, I have an older sister. So she raised us in San Francisco and in different places in the Bay Area as we grew up. Um, I kind of always sucked at school. So I wasn't like someone over here getting master's degrees. <laughs> It's straight A's because I had to. Um, not me. I really, really, <laughs> really struggled, which I have been everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people are like, you need to get diagnosed for ADHD. I'm pretty confident I have it. But um, regardless, I always struggled and I always made that a really mean, like it, I really made that mean something about me for most of my life. Um, that being said, I prided myself in being a very hard worker and I ended up going to San Jose State University in the Bay Area. I got my business degree. I've always loved business and I always really wanted financial freedom or I just wanted to be rich, to be honest, because my mom really struggled and I was at a very young age, I was very well aware of our money struggles and because of that, I really always desired to like be financially free and have and be rich and have money and like lots of it just so I could help my mom and and not have to worry the way she did. So that made me really hustle at work and in the tech industry, which I got into after I graduated. And then I really wanted to make six figures beyond six figures. And literally it was like the minute I made six figures was the minute I decided I want to go all into my business. <laughs> so it felt like I worked. And by the way, I was in college for 10 years, no masters, just 10 years <laughs> for my BA. <laughs> and because of that, I was always like, 
in these entry level jobs in tech with like all these young people. And I was like nearing 30. Um, so I had a lot of thoughts about that, but by the time I kind of got my career somewhere really stable and thriving, I wanted to do something. And I decided to start a podcast. The podcast turned into this was a podcast in December, 2019. I learned how to get really good at marketing when I got that, when I started that podcast, cause that's all I had. I wasn't selling anything. Um, I built a community around the podcast then started getting poked on the shoulder or tapped on the shoulder from people who wanted to learn from me that turned into coaching. I got serious about it in 2021. My business grew very quickly from 10 K to 200. I think it was 214 cash that year. And I just sold one offer. Um, and then I had a baby, a second baby, actually, I didn't mention PJ, but I had a second baby in 2022 and now it's 2023. So a lot's been happening, but I, um, now I've scaled to like program, like group programs. I still do some one-on-one here and there, but that's the gist of the story of like my career and business and a little bit of my background. Um, and now I'm a, so I'm a business coach for, mainly women of color, but really people of color. I've been actually thinking about changing this, by the way, Charlie. <laughs> Thank um, you. It's You know why? It's because when I started, like, I'm like, I just don't want no men out in here. <laughs> like, no let me be a hundred, right? <laughs> yeah. Let me be a hundred. So when I started or when I decided that I just didn't want to coach men, like that was like the thought. Um, mm-hmm. But now I think the direction my business is going is like, now I'm like, not, I don't want to say scared. I'm, I'm like, I've come to terms. Like if I have to coach a man, I'm like confident enough to like put him in his place. Mm. <laughs> um, but I want to coach like really heart centered humans who have the desire to make a lot of money, but also really give a fuck about people. And I think one thing that all of my clients have in common is we actually care about our community and we're willing to do the legwork of being uncomfortable and having a lot of growth and charging crazy prices and prioritizing, like really being the first over trying to be accepted by everybody um, and make sure everyone thinks like, were like our business practices are Mm -hmm. like correct and this and this and that. And it's the way I do business and the way I teach in business coaching is look, if you are a solo entrepreneur or if you are a person who is building something, like you really don't have a lot of room to prioritize. Um, even if it's in our heart, our lovely hearts to prioritize like super accessible pricing. We'll just get into it since I'm getting here. Uh, super yeah. accessible pricing. A lot of people and, and I, me the same and Charlie the same. Like when we started, it was like we prioritized that. And what happened is it kept us really, really broke. And when you do that, you not only do you not have that much money, but you're also working yourself to the bone. And it's like those two together, that's not how you're going to build a business that's impactful. So, and I had to learn this myself. So now I teach, I teach BIPOC people, um, 
how to sell high ticket coaching and sell and market from a place of service and then scale to six figures and beyond. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. That is why I love what you do and you don't really frame it in this way, but I feel like what you do is one of the most anti-capitalist things ever where you teach marginalized people to generate wealth from their thoughts and to create safety for ourselves and they fuck the system and generate our own money from what we do and we are the source of our power and our wealth and just you're there to remind us that well we're not asking too much for charging five figures (laughs) when people within our own community gaslight us and tell us how dare you charge this much like I sent you a screenshot of a dm somebody got all up in their fields that I was charging 7k for my coaching And it really helped for me to just show y'all because I felt like I was in a victim mindset. Like it felt like victim blaming, honestly. And I felt kind of violent that, but it helped me to just show you and everybody else. Like, am I crazy for, for shutting this person down? Tell me that I did the right thing by not wanting to work with this person that made me feel like I was asking too much when he reached out to me to help her with her money. Yeah. A (laughs) hundred percent. You know, here's the thing is, there are two sides of the story and we know it, right? So charging, let's just say $7,000 just for the, for, for the example, but like $7,000 is a lot of fucking money. Let's just like call a spade a spade. It's a lot of money. I charge $10,000 for my one-on-one coaching. That's a lot of money. Some people will be offended by that. I'm okay with that. I get that. Why? Because I know it's a lot of money. But you know who it's not a lot of money for? The people who are a thousand percent committed to getting a result because they've tried so many times. So like when I think about you specifically, I think, okay, yeah, sure. $7,000 is a lot of money for, I forget how long you work with people, four months, six months. Six months. Okay, six months. So that right now, right now you charge that much. Right now. <laughs> At the time of this recording, October we can change 2020. Anything. I mean, September right. 2023. I'm stamped. Um, so <laughs> if that's the case, it's like $7,000 is a whole lot of money. Let's just be very clear about something. There's a lot of people who can't afford that. That's the truth. We know that. You know that. I know that. There's a lot of people who can't afford that. That being said, the way I like to think about the way I think about content in general and the way I sell high ticket coaching and the way I teach high ticket coaching is, okay, in the there is going to be a time and place where you have a very accessible offer that's going to be transformational. It's going to be incredible and it's going to help people get a wild result at a very accessible rate. Right now is not the chapter in your business to do that because you are perfecting your process and you're helping certain people who are super committed to getting the result and, and really getting great at like investing and growing their money now. So there are people excluded, but you know what? They're not, you know, what's a hundred percent accessible. Your, I don't know what podcast episode are you on? 50? 
This is like 59. 59. 59. Let's just be clear. 59 pieces of content where they get to learn from your from your brain unfiltered by the way we're not gatekeeping here Mm -hmm. like nothing in my program and nothing I know about Charlie and I've known Charlie for a long time now Charlie's not gatekeeping shit like we're not gatekeeping we're giving it all away for free and we're and that's just podcast <laughs> then there's yeah. instagram then there's i'm on your email list like i see mm-hmm. your emails like there's so much that we put out as coaches sure it's for marketing 100% but we're like we're giving it all away for free so that's going to have to do right now mm-hmm. until our businesses are at a point, your business is at a point, my business is at a point where we can create an offer um, that is much more accessible than the prices now. So that's the way I like to think about it. And I have a little, literally a whole train in my program called over delivering and over delivering is about your content and over delivering. Like I want you to give all the goods away for free. And for the people who can afford it and who it's really important for, they get to have, they get to reach out to you and, you know, work with you. That's number one. Number two, $10,000 is a lot of money. But as a money coach, as a money coach, it's like, imagine someone teaching you how to invest, like learning the skill of investing for $10,000. And in 25 years, that $10,000 investment, let's call it 20, right? Because let's say that you pay for the coaching is 10 and then 10 goes into investing, right? Depending on how you, you know, what, in what places this money goes to, I'm not the money coach, Charlie is okay. (laughs) (laughs) But like, depending on where you put this in 25 years, in 40 years, right? Like that money is going to be way more than ten thousand dollars it will be 40 or it'll be 50 and i'm making these numbers up but like it's going to completely grow and that will then you'll look back and be like that was the best 10k i've ever spent because i learned the skill and by the way you're getting it's not 10k it's 7k right now Mm -hmm. so I just like to think about it that way because I've invested lots of money in my business and I'm always telling myself, like, I'm going to get my ROI on here, like my return on investment. Like I'm going to get that ROI. And I think in money coaching specifically, I wish, I think money coaching needs to be like a standard because the truth is, and I've looked into it, like the financial planning industry is such I'm not hating on anyone. No, I'm hating on a lot of people actually. But (laughs) (laughs) there's (laughs) the financial planning industry was built, was built on systems that were oppressive. So it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. My, my money coach doesn't have a financial planning degree, but I trust them more. Like I trust them more. Because what I've, after looking Mm -hmm. into it and like the amount of money that they take, 
from your own investments. It just doesn't make sense to me. So anyways, that's yeah. my spiel. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I love that. And we, we just came back from your live event that was here in LA. That was the first live event that you put together in person before starting off the six months of our coaching mastermind and just to go off what you're saying about returns and investing in your business can you talk about why why you were doubting having that live event and why you decided to do it and the growth that that came from it yeah 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 so I wanted for so I've always done a live virtual event for my clients and um for this mastermind. I have a mastermind. It's called show up and lead mastermind. It's a business mastermind and it really is designed to help you get fully booked and scaled to six figures. That being said, um, price of the program hasn't changed since it started. It's uh, a $6,000 offer and for it's for six months in a group format. And for the last two rounds before that, I um, did a virtual live event. And this time, I really wanted to challenge myself to do an in-person event. But I wanted it to be something of quality. I wanted it to be something that I would be proud of. This mastermind really is about kind of elevating your identity. So I wanted to be, I wanted to spend some money on it. But this throwing this event easily like simply is like 10k out of out of out of like profit and it ended up being more much more than that and I really debated this I knew this going into it so it wasn't like a surprise but I really debated it because it was my I mean it was the profit of the business right like that money could go to a zillion places um and I decided to put it on and here's why I decided to make this investment in doing a live in-person event. One, from a business standpoint, actually, first from a client experience standpoint, I knew it would be powerful. Here's one thing about my clients. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of, I think the people that I attract, I mean, maybe I'm obviously very biased. <laughs> But the people that I I attract are incredibly like huge hearted people who really, really care about what they do. And they are also people that thrive in community, like really, really thrive in community. And I wanted to create this space so everyone could really like meet each other and coach each other really support each other in their own challenges in their business and and just like healing too because he like business is so healing it's such a vessel for healing that I wanted to create this space and that was important to me from a client experience point of view from a business point of view I knew it would be such a great such a great opportunity for me to get one proper testimonials from my clients, like professional ones. I hired a videographer to do all the testimonials for clients who had been in the last round. Um, I also knew it was such a good opportunity for me to just get a lot of, of photography, a lot of, uh, you know, just 
assets that I could use in my business for other promotions and launching. So from a business standpoint, I was like, that's really good. And then from a personal standpoint, I knew that launching or creating this event would stretch me personally as a CEO and as a person who's running like a bigger business. And my my business isn't literally like financially as like bigger than I would want. Like, I feel like, it, I don't know if it was like smartest decision to spend so much on an event, but the way I think about growth, I'm very, I have a high, uh, what is it called? High risk tolerance. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, speaking high, finance to me. Love I it. have a high <laughs> risk tolerance. Yeah. And one thing that I've always known to be true is when I really intentionally pour into something, even if it's high risk, I always get the return. Not always when I want it, Mm -hmm. but I will get it at some point. And I trust that I will get it. And what happened was I put this event on and it did stretch me. And the way it stretched me, which was funny, is my biggest work in my business right now, which is me really structuring a lot of the back end of my business. That's like my work right now. And it's been work I've been resisting and putting this event together and really seeing it so well executed surprised me because I held on to an identity of a a very disorganized, hot mess person. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at this event from the outside looking in, I was like, this is not hot mess. Like this is a really well intentionally thought out event and it's organized and like, what are you talking about, Kat? (laughs) Like, you're not a hot mess. Like, look what you just put on. And that, like, just that alone made the ROI for me. Because I'm like, if if I have to spend 12000 13000 on an event for me to grow, like, step into a new identity, I'll take it. Because I've held onto that identity my whole fucking life. My whole life. And this event really shifted my identity of, like, you know what? I'm not a hot mess. This is bullshit. Like, I'm just these are very deep rooted thoughts that are very much rooted. We don't have to go there, but like very much rooted in white supremacy and like what doing things correctly means. It's like we grew up thinking correctly was like the white way. So Mm -hmm. for me, I feel like learning this lesson was like, Oh my God, what I think is a hot mess is actually like good and safe and okay. And I can take on more. And it'll be organized and it'll be together because I, now I like learn that level of trust in myself. And I think we hold on to these identities to humble ourselves and like, oh, I'm so dumb. I'm such a hot mess because that's what we see other people doing. And we don't want to be like, no, actually I have it together and I'm smart because then we, we, we seem cocky or big headed or whatever, but it's really interesting. Just, I've seen that in group settings and group coaching settings. And when one person puts themselves down, the other person doesn't, it's a domino effect. But then when one person like owns up to what a badass they are, then other people are like, Oh, it's okay for me to just accept that I'm a badass, but it is a really slippery slope sometimes, which is why it's important to surround yourself with like-minded people who want to advance instead of just bringing ourselves down because when we bring ourselves down other people will do that but when we lift ourselves up and do that hard 
self-compassionate work that I am still working on this year than others will do the same. So it's pretty, I love that. (laughs) It's pretty incredible what happens when we, we stretch ourselves and we really test our beliefs, you know, like we test our beliefs of like, okay, am I going to, how long am I going to keep telling myself this story? That hot mess story. I stuck with that. Like in the beginning of my business too, I had a really like, I believed that like hard work makes money. And like, I was so invested that I'm a hard work. Like literally my whole life, I told this, myself this story. I'm not smart, but I'm a really hard worker. Mm. And I used to hold on to that so tightly. And it was mm. around 2021 when I let go. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm so fucking tired of working so hard. Like I like, I'm just, obviously I'm going to work hard, but like not burnout level. I want to see what happens when I like shift my focus to just letting things come to me and, and me not being tied up in like, like what I, like what I need to bring in and more like, who do I need to be for what I desire? Right. Like if I want to make a million dollars in the next couple of years, like I have to prepare myself. And the only way I could prepare myself for million dollar problems is to take million dollar chances. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like what I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, the, the level up takes a lot of different stages, which it's is so I many. Think- parallel like oh yeah I keep talking about oh to be your millionaire self to be your millionaire self but it really is about just taking the small steps and grieving and losing parts of your past self and it's okay to feel sad I think a lot of people are surprised that leveling up can involve so much tears which is why I call your mastermind show up and cry (laughs) so my mastermind's called show up and lead and during the live event Charlie was like more like show up and cry <laughs> yeah because that's what we do I think people oh, think good. that we come together and talk business strategy and marketing and the concrete how-tos but we really just show up and feel our inner child children and talk about a lot of personal stuff that's affecting our businesses and like go of like oh this is who I was for so long but it doesn't have to be this hard and what, what I've been doing with is a lot of self-sabotage and my past self tries to keep myself down because it's what's familiar and just seeing the patterns of like, we don't want to be assholes to ourselves because when that happens, it closes ourselves down and closes down the money. So that level of 100%. self-awareness is huge. So can you talk about why I feel like mindset for you is number one? It is. It has to be. Well, here's the thing. It's like, we don't have the luxury of like most of us, I should say in the group, don't like we each come from some type of marginalized community. So it's like, we don't like, I've been in spaces. I mean, we all have been in spaces that were just designed for other people. We've always been in these spaces, right? Like Mm -hmm. college, school, church, fucking, I don't, all the places, right? like are designed for other folks in mind. So look, it would be fabulous if I threw a a mastermind where all we could do is focus on strategy and talk strategy all day, which sure it's valuable. And we do talk about strategy, 
But what I have learned is that when you are, I th- I think our experience as a person of color, as a person from a marginalized community, as folks who are just historically excluded, we have to face the blocks that are in the way of even like receiving success and accepting success and accepting abundance because we're not used to that. Like we've had to put on faces for so many people in so many rooms and now we've made our own room and we can't even fucking feel safe in our own fucking room. You know what I mean? And that's our business. So we have to like, the healing has to be a part of that as we grow. Um, because if, if, if we're really paving a path for the people ahead of us or the people behind us, then we're, we're doing the hard work. And I really think of it as like literally paving a road. It's like, we're paving a road that like no one we know has paved before. And it's going to take a lot of tears. There's going to be a lot of kind of awareness that we have to accept about ourselves that we don't want to accept (laughs) like some things we don't even want to think about like that that actually happens in our brain but it's like opening that up and actually seeing like all the, the the thoughts that are keeping us small and actually just like actually seeing them what it does is it normalizes that you're a human and that we're human and that the the more we can normalize our brains doing brain things like being mean to ourselves and self-criticism the more we can normalize that look the that like voice is just our fear that voice is our inner child that voice is the things we were told when we were young like the more we can normalize that we can stop being so critical of ourselves and just accept it as like, oh, I see what's happening here. My brain is trying to stop me from making this big investment or my brain is trying to stop me from putting on this big event. or My brain is trying to stop me from marketing this webinar more because it feels unsafe if so many people come or it feels unsafe if la 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 la. And I think, uh, yeah, I think mindset just has everything to do with how much money you make. That was... My business transformed when I just accepted like, oh, my whole job is to do the work and implement the strategy, but do it while giving myself an immense amount, immense amount of self-compassion. Yeah. After the live event, I taped a quick to self-compassion checklist that I have right by my door because you talked about that, that you've created six figures because you're quick to compassion because we do if we're not we end up wasting days weeks months of our lives judging ourselves for our feelings like it's not just the thoughts we have it's the thoughts about our thoughts that can really bring us down and and just saying it's normal to feel this way you can feel this way for like 10 minutes or whatever and have your tantrum and move on is so huge because as a kid I was told to be quiet, to contain myself, to just not even move my body, to to not be loud, 
to not not sing, not dance, to just be like quieto. And that was what equals good kids are. And I was never taught that, oh, yeah, you need a tantrum, get it out and then move the fuck on. And now as yeah. an adult, I have to tell myself, oh, I just need a tantrum right now. I need to just reset my body, ground myself in the park, be barefoot, which is something I do every day, scream into a pillow just to see it as an energetic transaction and to see it as what it is and not judge myself for that. So we're basically reparenting ourselves, y'all, as entrepreneurs. A hundred percent. And I feel like, you know, I have two kids and as hard as like being a parent is, I feel like we have a, like people with kids get a visual representation of this. Because when they have, like, when they need to have a tantrum, you know, I try my best to be a good, good, gentle <laughs> parenter. But, you know, you catch me on the wrong day. And I'm like, today's not the day, PJ. <laughs> but I think having a visual representation of this and also doing this work, it it's, it's almost like it's a privilege. It's a privilege that I get to see it like not only in my growth, but I phys have like a physical person that I need to teach this to. So it's like, mm. I, I like, if I want to be not only a good business person, but a good parent, like this is a skill I'm going to have to get better and better at of, Oh mm -hmm. shit. Like I'm being super mean to myself in my head right now. Or, uh, yeah, like it typically is I'm being super mean to myself or I have high anxiety or like I'm super highly emotional today. Like I could either tell myself things like, what the fuck you doing this again? You're so unproductive. You haven't got any work done. Like shame on you. Look at nobody's, um, your marketing isn't working. Like again, like you're going to go through another week, no sales call, like little, and it's like, sure. Our brain's going to go that direction normally because we have human brains but what do we want to do about it? We could, and typically we, what we've grown up to do is we feel, we, we notice the emotion and we either have the, well, typically we don't have the tantrum. Typically we work harder mm -hmm. and then we work harder and harder and harder and harder. And we think that we're going to get to the emotion like, oh, I will feel proud when I work myself to death. Right. But the mm -hmm. reality is like, no, that those are the habits that are that we need to let go of and like you could make more money in your business when you learn how to regulate and and I don't regulate is the right word but like there's another word when you learn how just self be self-compassionate with yourself in those moments give yourself what you need which I call quick to compassion the point of being quickest compassion is not going back and forth on whether you deserve rest or back and forth on whether you deserve a good cry or back and forth of whether you deserve, you know, any type of luxury, not even luxury, any type of kindness to yourself. The quick mm -hmm. to compassion is like, let's just not go in circles about this. And let's just be very quick to give you what you need. You know, like, mm -hmm. how can we be quicker to give us what we need so that we can actually let it go. And like, once we've kind of processed it's much, it's, I mean, it's still work, right? So you still got to get yourself to like work and do the thing, but it's from such a different place because you've allowed yourself to, to, you know, do what you need to do to process that. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. And watching my thoughts, it's been years of work and it is one of the hardest things to do because like you say, no one wants to do it because it, it touches to the core, our core wounds, who we were as kids. And then we get all up in our fields for being like, oh shit, it didn't have to be this way. But taking responsibility for yourself is what creates the money. And yeah, I just noticed when I am kinder to myself and I choose to just decide to have the, the positive thoughts and focus on gratitude. I gratitude journal every morning when I wake up and before bed. But I've, just this week, I've noticed myself when when I thought I was just going to spend 250 bucks to, for my one concert to see Carol G and I sold my stock and I had a lot of thoughts about that being in LA after balling out in Asia, getting massages every day, and then coming here being like, wow, how do I pay this much money for a nosebleed seat? But then we like, okay, I got this. And then last minute, my friend wanted to go see Beyonce and I got triggered as fuck. I was like, I can't afford to see two concerts in one summer. It's so expensive. And then she's like, yeah, just pay for the first 200. I got the rest. And then I had to talk to myself and was like, I've been so good with money with what I've been given here. I've done the meal prep. I've been back on the budgeting, which I didn't have to do in Asia, but being compassionate with myself instead of judging myself for being like, how are you still meal prepping and still budgeting? You should not even have to worry about this at this point. But those thoughts don't serve me and that's why I'm very transparent about the shit I go through as a money coach having to choose the thoughts that do serve me which is huge like we all are still assholes to ourselves in some degree but it's all about just deciding to not believe what we tell ourselves yeah and I think it's so you know this is something that a lot of my clients have kind of struggled with of like this it feels like delayed gratification like why am I still here? Like, is this still like, why is this still a problem? Like, I thought I didn't have to live this way anymore. Like I thought like my certain circumstances had changed. And I want to quickly talk about that if that's okay. Because yeah, one thing I've learned about growth is typically every time you have a huge level up, there is a, there is a chapter of humbleness and there is a chapter of uh, like that will really like humble you it's piece that you're it's like a chapter of like eating a whole bunch of humble pie because you you already outgrew this past version of yourself that you got very comfortable in your lifestyle and then it's like you're ready for the next level up and it always feels like you have to take a couple steps down before you take the next five to 10 steps up. And this has happened in literal cycles for me over and over. At this point, I'm like, oh, I know what this is. Like, <laughs> I know. Okay, let's see how long this one lasts, you know? <laughs> and I know this so well because it happens every time. And is this happened before I was a coach, too. I've just always naturally been ambitious. And I think anyone who has is very committed to their growth will find this if they look at it in their story of like this, before you have a level up, you usually take a couple steps back or down because that's the growth spurt, right? So for me, I remember when I finally like got my career, like literally my whole effing life all I wanted to do was make six figures in my job. And I was like literally at like 97 K at some point. And, and I was like, Oh, I just want to get to the whatever. And then I finally get there. COVID happens. And 
I get really into my podcast. It tra- it kind of changes into a coaching business. And I'm like, oh my God, this is my chance. I always wanted a business. I'm like, this is my chance. I want to do this. And literally we went from living in a beautiful home in Oakland that like we bought as a fixer. We put fucking time into that house. Like when we bought that house, that was our take a couple steps back because we spent every weekend in like our mid to late twenties, we spent every weekend in that house fixing it. And like, we missed all the parties and we didn't travel. And like, we just sacrificed during that time. Mm -hmm. And then finally, like after two or three years of that, we were like, Oh, look at us. We traveled the world. And like, we did all these (laughs) things in our life. And then that's when my, my, my career like did well. And then I wanted to start my business. And when I started my business, what happened? We ended up getting an apartment. We moved to LA for my husband's job. We get, I'm still have my job at this point. And I decide, we decide that like, it's okay for me to leave my job. And I really wasn't making money at that point. I'm very high risk, high risk <laughs> tolerance. <laughs> I wasn't making money, but I was like, look, just give me this. In your business. I swear, like I'm going to do it. And we literally downgraded apartments within three months of moving to LA in the same complex just to give ourselves a little cushion. Now that was a big ego hit because it, Mm. it was not just my sacrifice for me. It was the sacrifice of my son and the sacrifice of my husband. And now instead of my son having his own room, he had to, he literally, his crib was in our walk-in closet because we didn't Mm. have the room we had, you know, we had our bedroom and then we did have an office because it was COVID and my husband needed an office. Um, but we went from like three bedrooms to two bedrooms, which is still a blessing. But I, the, that ego hit, hit me so hard. Cause I was like, fuck, my whole family is really like now downgrading their lifestyle because of me and my mm. choice. And I remember being at that point, being very frustrated of like, how am I here again? Like, how is, mm-hmm. how, why does it feel like, like, shouldn't this not be a problem anymore? Like I've worked mm-hmm. so hard. And what I realized is like, that happens every time. Little did I know when about less than a year from that time, it would be the a transformation for our life. And like my business would change. My husband's career also would change. But even then, when we moved out of that apartment, we moved to a house. It was a super small house, at least for where we lived in Oakland, like comparing it to that. And I remember thinking like, well, I would really like a bigger house than this one. <laughs> but um, let's just take it. It's like what we can do right now. And it's what's going to be comfortable for us. So let's just do it. And we lived there for a year. And then, you know, then it was like the season of, of gathering the fruit and we bought our new house and like all these things happened. Um, but it, it happens in cycles and it's always going to feel like you have to sacrifice again. And what I've learned that's, is that sacrifice isn't a problem. I mean, it isn't a problem unless it's a problem, right? But it isn't a problem. If you like, if you got, if you got the basics in life, And if you look around and count your blessings, you'll see that there's a lot of good things happening around you in those seasons of sacrifice and your fruit will come. And I want you to tell yourself that story of like, I'm going to bear this fruit, but damn, these seeds are taking a really (laughs) long time. time. 
they're avocados. I think avocado trees take yeah. years to grow. Damn. It's fine, but it's going to be worth it. I just saw TikTok where there's apparently you can split a, a avocado seed open and there's avocado in that too. <laughs> yeah, fun <What>? fact. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do that with my next avocado. Oh God, I'm going to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I love this conversation. I feel like we keep talking, but um yeah you got boss ass shit to do but I did want you to talk about your next offer so you do group coaching with us you have one-on-one coaching and then you're adding a third offer which I always think of you and when you say adding another offer is a whole extra business tell me about you're starting off keep it simple have one offer like y'all I've been doing this for years and I still am focusing on my one offer before I add extra shit but can yeah. you talk about why you're uh, talk? Yeah, just talk about your next offer, all about community, and why you decided to start that. Yeah. So this is an offer I've been really cooking up for a really long time. I I really wasn't sure what it was going to be at, at some point. Um, but I'm creating a new program. It is called Show Up Real, which is actually the name of my first 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 group program that I threw in 2020. It was called oh, Show wow. Up Real. <laughs> and I decided to keep the name because um, I think it really exemplified what I'm about. If you know anything about me as a um, person, but also as a business coach, I've all, I, one of my values is being very real and authentic with people. And that's why I'm, many I'm sure many of your audience don't know me and if you look through my content or if you end up following me you will find that like I'm pretty vulnerable like I'm I'm a sharer and I don't think everyone needs to be a sharer but I pride myself in that because it's a big value of mine and the reason is I went to business school and I know a lot about business I've I know tons of business stories. I could tell you how Starbucks was built. I could tell you how Nike was built. I could tell you the ins and outs. And like, I could tell you, I've just studied a lot of business and a lot of sales and a lot of marketing and like all of the stuff. And what I find in the industry is that sales and marketing has been so standardized that like, it's just so full of like fakeness, at least Mm. the way I grew up, you know, internalizing it and also learn learning about it that like when I created my business I, I really wanted to be to build something that was very raw and real that I wanted and that I wanted to see and I wanted to see the full picture of a business so I decided to create um, a content marketing program because I started by creating content and I started my whole business with a podcast so my program is really about how like creating content that builds community because one thing that you need to build your business one thing you need not only to build your business to sustain your business to like you're going to need this all the way to millions is you're going to need to build community or put yourselves in different communities like relationships and building those communities are how you're going to also grow your revenue so this program is literally designed to help people, new coach. It's for service industry, uh, service providers or coaches, but really about people who want to create content that attracts like-minded people, that attracts their community, that attracts people with their values. And 
also people who want your shit. So it's been really, really fun because I'm really like going deep into content creation, building the way to think about it in ways I have never like deeply thought about what my rules are for that. So I'm so excited. It's a community building program. Um, and the skill it's going to teach is content marketing. So I'm so, so excited. It's called show up real. And by the way, for those of you who are interested in building a community online from scratch, I'm having a free webinar. It's September 19th. You could go to my link in bio at Kat Del or at Kat Del Carmen on Instagram um, or catdelcarmen.com. And I'm going to teach you exactly like how I created my community before I made money. Cause that's really what I did. Like when I had my podcast only, I just built community. And what it did was it put me in a position to make a lot of money once I grew the skill of selling um, because I was so good at marketing because I spent a lot of time doing that. So it's going to be so good. Go to uh, register if you're interested and feel free to DM me if you have any questions. I'm very friendly. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> I love this. This is so good. Um, yeah. Do you have any final final piece of advice for somebody who I guess is your ideal client? <laughs> I mean, or your ideal client, I think, look, <laughs> I imagine if you're listening to this, you have the desire for more. Mm -hmm. So my advice would be, it's super safe for you to want a lot for yourself. It's super safe to want excess. It's super safe for you just to want and desire a lot. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. The fact that you even have thoughts about having a lot shows you how much you care about people and humans. And I I just want more people like you listening. Because if you're here, I'm just going to like count you as the bunch who has a fucking heart mm -hmm. for humans, right? And if that's you, I don't want you to just survive. I don't want you to just have enough. I want you to like be okay with you desiring a lot. You might not know what a lot is, or maybe you have a lot, right? Like maybe you already have a lot, but then it's like, what is the next thing? It doesn't have to be like money. And for some of you, that is for me, it's money, but like, it's, it's not just money, right? It's like, who do we become when we, when we get those desires met? And all I want to say is like, it's safe. It's safe for you to desire a lot. It's safe for you to make big, crazy, wild decisions. People aren't supposed to get it. They're not supposed to get it. Nobody gets it. Still in my life, like my closest friends and family, they're like, yeah, it's just cats doing her crazy thing like <laughs> that's it she's just doing what she does and I'm like okay cool nobody has to get it because mm -hmm. I got my own back so. mm -hmm. and it's it yes and it's safe for you to enjoy the fruits that you reap too like you were saying it's safe for yes. you to want a lot and once you get a lot allow yourself to enjoy it 
as well. (laughs) Yeah. Allow yourself to like, you know, rest in the middle of the day. Mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Um, Allow yourself to have a massage and a dinner or like a breakfast and like, like a luxurious day, like allow yourself to like also experience luxury doesn't make you bad doesn't make you self center like it's 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 good like we deserve it yes I love that because we got a long life ahead so we might as well enjoy it <laughs> yeah thank yeah yes. thank you so much for joining Kat this is awesome you dropped your your IG and any other socials or your website that you want to plug just, you know, if, if you are a service provider or a coach and you kind of like my vibe, go listen to Latinas Booked Out podcast. I'm pretty sure I'm changing the name soon. Again? But if you just go on <laughs> podcast places and put Cat Del Carmen with a C, yeah. um, you will, you will find my podcast. Mm-hmm. I love your podcast. I just listened to your polarizing content episode. And even though oh, I've heard good. you say it was this like stuff, a re-release and I was like, this is yeah. good. And I love how you're like, damn, I knew what I was talking about years ago. I love that you reshare the gems that you dropped years ago because your belief is so strong in who you are and what you do. So I, yeah. I really appreciate you. I, I really appreciate you as a leader for reminding me that I'm a leader. You are. You're and... like changing the game. <laughs> You're disrupting the space. <laughs> the twerking and money guns. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. true. I love this. All right, y'all. Check out Kat. Um, sending you so many hugs. I'm so happy you're in my Thank life. You. Have a good day. See you <laughs> the information contained in the Unicorn Millionaire podcast is provided for general informational use only. Your purchase, download, and use of this material does not constitute a client relationship. The views expressed by the Unicorn Millionaire podcast hosts and guests are not intended to constitute accountant, legal, tax certified financial planner, stock advisor, or other professional advice. Users of this podcast material should not act upon this information. Users of this podcast material should do their own due diligence by independently verifying all information products, and services mentioned with their own qualified professionals before making any decisions. We assume no responsibility for information contained in the Unicorn Millionaire podcast and disclaim all liability with respect to errors, inaccuracies, omissions, misleading, or defamatory statements. Users of this podcast accept and understand the terms of the disclaimer.